Welcome to Tell Me Who You Really Are, the groundbreaking new podcast giving you unique insights into live coaching sessions with both regular and famous people. Truth-seeking, soul-lifting, profound conversations between me, Joe Emerson, and my clients as they seek to do business with their demons and change their lives. Johnny is a young entrepreneur who started our session saying he wanted to look at some money blocks because he felt he wasn't hitting his potential. Some digging revealed that his major issue was that he didn't actually know what he wanted to focus on in his career for fear that he'd give something his all and then that thing would turn out to be a disappointment. He was looking for certainty in an uncertain world. This episode is for you if you or someone you know is lost in the wilderness of early adulthood, still trying to figure out what your purpose in life is. Listen out for themes of risk-taking, passion and career frustrations in your 20s and 30s. So, Johnny, welcome. Tell me what it is you would like to work on with me today. Hey, Joe. Uh, Excited to talk to you. So, um... Yeah, what I'd like to talk about today is, to be honest, life's, life's not too bad at the moment, uh, pretty good, uh, but I'd like to talk about um, money blocks and talking about potential self-sabotaging behaviour around money and actually not kind of hitting my potential on it. Um, that That's the area of focus I'd like to look at today. Okay. Um, tell me about your... Tell me about. Tell me where you're at in terms of financial, um, financials at the moment. Are you are you paying all your bills? Are you in debt? Like where are where are you at in terms of money? Yeah, bills bills are fine. Uh, I've, I've got a job and I do like some some sales on the side of that as well. Uh, so yeah, in terms of bills, yeah, generally well paid. I did have a bit of a messy situation in 2022 that I got out of from um, losing a job and a couple of other things. But yeah, generally can pay the bills at the moment. Okay. And are you living you living on your own? You've got a partner? Is it just is it just you you're solely responsible for your your just thinking in terms of risk, like how much risk you can take depends on obviously how much you're sharing the cost of life. Yeah, sure. So now I, I rent and I've got my own place in um, central Bristol. So yeah, I rent. yeah. Brilliant. Okay. All right. So when you say money blocks, what do you see in other people who are maybe not blocked? Mm. What do they have or how are they operating in the world that you feel that you don't have? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> great question. As I've imagined, we've many great questions. Um, yeah, like there's this almost lack of you can never tell, I guess, on the on the surface, but this almost this lack of fear or scarcity and not chasing it is a bit more like effortless and a bit more flow, and they enjoy, you know, they enjoy, you know, not all people with a lot of money are happy I 100% know that mm. but, you know the ones I'm thinking of in mind are those that are quite like abundance probably the word there's a bit more like flow yep. flow to them they enjoy stuff they enjoy giving value and they're not worried about running out of it okay not worried yeah okay so there's no there's kind of no your I think what you're saying is there's no negative attachments around money yeah for them not, not a chase okay. like I always feel like I'm doing 
Yeah, right. Okay. So because we're talking about money, we are going to, have to start talking about numbers, which um, feels a bit... It's always a, a like a very British thing not to ask someone about how much money they earn and stuff, but we're going to have to kind of go there because um, this is money. But we can talk in percentages if you'd rather. It's entirely up to you. But I suppose I'm interested in knowing, and I know this isn't about the numbers, but just so I've got an idea, concept in my mind of where you're at financially in terms of the number and where you think you would like to be so that you so that you're not worried. Yeah, where would I like to be? Um, I guess for me, like the ambitious target would be making like £10,000 a month, which I think I'm capable of, but like even just like okay. £5,000 a month of my own stuff, not like a job I'm talking about. Yeah, my job's okay. pretty well paid, but yeah. Okay, so if you were to be making five grand a month on your own stuff on top of your job, yeah. I presume you'd be getting very close to that 10k a month. Yeah, I'd I'd see it as a milestone so I'd be looking for the 5 and then going for the 10. I see. Okay. All right. Ha and your um your current salary, what does that kind of ish give you a month? Uh so it gives your me salary. Yeah, so the salary's uh 40k a year, so it's Around it's about like three grand after tax, then, isn't it? It's yeah. after tax. Is that about three grand after tax? Uh, it's after tax, it's 2400 Oh, God, that's bloody tax, honestly. That's such a big amount of tax. Yeah. Okay, 2400 And then what are you making in, in your side hustles? Oh, it's really, it's really not consistent. Like, this month... Because that's I've sales, made... right? So it's up and down. Yeah, it's commission only. So that, like, like for example, in the last week or so, I've made like two two grand. But then it's like you could go like a month or two without making anything. Okay, all right. Okay, so are you averaging maybe another ten grand a year? Uh, last year, I think I made about twenty k a year extra. Okay, all right. So we're looking then at another. That's about another fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred a month. Yeah, if you yeah, if you averaged it yeah. like that. Okay, so it. let's so okay, so I'm going to say then on uh, on average, you've got about four k a month coming in. Let's just be four to four and a half k coming in. But you are having to work really hard for that, right? You've got a full time job and you've got a side hustle. Yeah. What's the so you are. In terms of your goal, you're 40% towards your goal. If, you, if yeah. the goal is 10K yeah. a month total, yeah, then we are 40% of the way there. Yeah, we're a four out of 10. Yeah, I, yeah, that sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, okay, great. So, in terms of this abundance that you talked about that you see in other people, this abundant mindset, abundance, sorry, mindset, this uh, not believing in scarcity, this effortlessness, this not chasing money, um, but having plenty, these people that have all of that. What kind of work do you see them doing? Um, 
The one, yeah, that's, yeah, I love that. Like, typically the ones I think of top of my head are like sort of like coaches who are either sort of like business coaches or like mindset coaches. Um, I've just got a very, i got one friend who does really well and he's got a really successful like car renting business in America. Um, yeah, it's like usually kind of like a, a coaching based business, I'd say, or a consulting based business. Okay. So, but so I suppose the key difference that I'm seeing there between you and these guys is these guys, it sounds to me like they're all self-employed, like 100% self-employed. Yeah, typically, yeah. Okay. And I suppose that's, um, that's something that maybe we need to think about because an ambition of 10K a month is a big ambition when it comes to being employed. Yeah. You know, there aren't many people being employed in the day-to-day, -day, you know, of, um, of, uh, of, unless you're in like, unless you're a really great salesperson or you're a top lawyer or um, a top accountant, you know, that kind of thing. It, it's rare to be earning 10K a month, right? That's a big, yeah, big sure. target. If yeah. you're employed. It's not a big target, however, or it's a much, it's a, it's a more manageable target if you're self-employed, if you are consulting. So I suppose the question then becomes, how much of your day-to-day -day work, your full-time job, is actually stopping you from reaching your 10K target? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not in love with my day-to-day -day role <laughs> at all. It's just, you know, it's something, something that just literally, you know, pays the bills. Um, sure. So it's like, I would, the intention would be to be like them, you know, fully full-time, but I think there's a challenge around earning and then managing the money for me to be able to do that. Of course. Um, yeah, I guess obviously I use, I use a bit of time on that role, but there's definitely, I've still got enough time in the day to do my own side thing. Um, I would say. Okay. But okay. Let me ask the question in a different way. Yeah. If you had to be, say you lost this job, God yeah. forbid. But say you lost this job and you thought to yourself, right, I've got six weeks worth of savings. So I'm going to give myself six weeks to see if I can make this consulting thing work. See if I can actually, let's not give you, let's not give you six months actually. Let's give you three months. Okay. Let's give you a, a decent amount of time. And that may mean that you need to move home to your parents. I remember when you and I were coaching before years ago, I think it was during the pandemic, I think you were staying at your folks' place, right? So let's just imagine that you had to go back home for a bit of time and you've got some money saved up so you can live. Um, and you've someone said, yeah, 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 I'll give you, I'll invest a little bit of money or, you know, I'll help you get, off, or, or, you know, on your feet with your new, with your new thing. What would you do, Johnny? What would be the... <laughs> What would what what consulting would you do? What would how would you make how would you make money? Yeah, it's a that that's also probably part of the challenge that I'd actually written down of actually what what I'd want to do. Um, 
I mean, for me, the reason I've kind of started a a couple of sales things is because they've got potential to scale, but they haven't yet. Rather than do my own business okay. because or because it's that's quite exhausting work to sort of do your own business. I found when I was doing coaching. So, I mean, what would I honestly do? Um, I think I just yeah. There's a part of me that. Because I'm well trained by like a really high performance expert in the field, but there's a part of me that enjoys it, but kind of stop doing it and focus on the sales a bit. So, but I wonder if it's because there's a block there, or it's because I really don't want to do it. Um, so, you know, I didn't answer your question. What would I be doing? I'm just yeah. It's all right. It's all right. We're going. No, no, no. But this is this is how we answer questions. As we sort of this is the whole point of coaching, as you know, is to yeah. Me ask <laughs> a question and your brain go off on a meander. So when we try and catch some of the truth that's dropping out, this high performance expert is this a coach? Is this okay? So yeah, he. Uh, so he's one of uh, Tony Robbins' business partners who I work for, oh, and yeah. he knows. Um, he follows me and likes all my stuff and, and it's good. And I'm, I work for his sales, so I'm in his sales team. Now he's trained so us are you as selling, like... are you selling for Tony Robbins? Are you selling... No, 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 not Tony Robbins, sorry. His his business partner, Joseph, his name is. He's got his own company. It just... I see. Um, but I'm in his sales team, but he's also... I'm also one of his specialists, so he's trained us up with a bunch of skills we can go out and help people with. Um it's, it's kind of like general sort of high performance, life coaching, confidence, those kind of things. But I sell for that as well, yeah. and I quite enjoy the sales role for it. But don't make enough okay. of it. <laughs> so there's, it seems to me like there's a query over sales, there's a query yeah. over coaching. Yeah. When you said there was a, a, you said there was a block there, and I don't know whether it's because I don't want to do it, whether it's something else. The it was that the coaching, or was that the sales? Yes. Yeah. Which the coaching. One? The coaching. Yeah. Okay. So again, um, so a couple of years ago, you and I were had a series of coaching sessions. I think we had six coaching sessions together, didn't we? And um, then the goal was to become a full time coach. Um, and you've said to me just now that it was quite exhausting work. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, uh, it's also wonderful. But it has, so has your intention, because you obviously you've got your podcast as well, your confidence, confidence yeah. podcast. What, remind me what it's called? The Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset. The Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset, that's right, podcast, um, which is doing brilliantly. I mean, you said to me before, we started speaking now that you've had 2 million downloads on one of them. I mean, that's like insane. I don't think 2 million people listen to this podcast. Um, so you're doing brilliantly. I'm wondering, see, I, I suppose I'm wondering, Johnny, that uh, about um, your, conf I'm wondering whether your slight lack of ability to commit to one thing <laughs> is the blocker. Yes, hundred you know, percent. Because the thing, okay, because the thing I know about people who make big money is they've decided on what they want and they go at it a hundred percent, and they will not take no for an answer until it's successful. Yeah. Yes. Um. 
And, you know, when I think back to when I started this business many moons ago, when I was, you know, single mum, early 40s, three very small children. Um, but, you know, I, I had to make this work. But mm. I had to make this business work on my terms, i.e. I still had to be able to be a mum to those kids. So, mm. you know, this worked to wrap around their school hours and stuff. I mean, they went to a an after-school childminder a couple of days a week. But, you know, when they were little, when they were in primary school, you know, they were the primary focus and work, well, they and work kind of were a tag. So I just had to make this work. And um, and I wasn't distracted by other things other than my kids, yeah? And I wonder yeah. with you whether we've got the job and we've got the sales job. We've also got that, oh, maybe I still want to be a coach. Maybe I don't. And we've got your podcast. And there's kind of four, maybe the podcast and the coaching thing could could kind of go together. But there's three competing things here. And I suppose when we are a bit like a scattergun with our energy, we mm. get scattergun kind of back. When we're single-minded with our energy, we tend to get, we tend to get more fruit back or bigger fruit back. Yeah. It's a bit like with the tomato plant. I'm going to, the gardeners are going to scream when they hear me say this, but on a tomato plant, it, it kind of, there's a main stem and then there's offshoots and then on those, and those offshoots are going to be where, where the little tomato fruits come. But off those offshoots, there's another, other little shoots grow and you have to pinch them out. Because otherwise, all the energy goes into these like secondary offshoots and not into growing the fruit. I think I'm right there. This is a bit like with you. Are you trying to grow tomatoes or are you just trying to grow a tomato plant with lots of shoots? Mm. Yeah. I, what do we need to pinch out? Yeah, I, I I would agree that I'm I do go after like too many things at once a lot of time. Um, okay. You know, I do do pretty. I'm pretty pleased with like quite a lot of progress I make in life, like with things. But it's with yeah, I guess I do, it's I get like bored or frustrated quite easy. I know it's that's yeah. a common human thing, but it's. Like I'm quite a, like a resilient like person in general and like hardworking person, but it's yeah, it is. It does drain my energy sometimes going after too many things, and I guess it's like I want to know in my mind what's right, what is the right one, and I'm like, so therefore that's probably why I go after too many things. Well, that but that's a lack of confidence in your own knowing. Mm. By the way, to go after lots of things is not a criticism at all. It is, it is fine to go after lots of things. However, if the goal is to be earning this 10K a month, for example, to have abundance, to have, you know, money flowing in, um, we may have to get a bit more single-minded. Yeah. But it is, it's not a bad thing to want to do lots of different things. It's just that that may, not, that may be the reason why you're not reaching your goal. Just, just to clarify there. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. But let's let's come back to what we were saying just before then, which is about you not having confidence in your own your own knowing. And the reason I say that is because you were saying I don't know what's right. 
I don't know what the right thing is. I don't know whether that's going to be right or that's going to be right. Or, and, and that always makes me think of, and I could be wrong here with you, but that that always makes me think, oh, he's he or the person in front of me saying it. It happens to be you. You're here at the moment. He's thinking, he's waiting for someone to say, that's what you need to go and do, Johnny. He's waiting for permission. He's waiting for someone more senior, more experienced, whatever, to say, right, this is the path. A bit like when we were at school, right, and the teachers go, right, yeah, you do yeah. this amount of work in this amount of days and you revise this much, this is the grade you're going to get. And yeah. it's almost like you're waiting for someone to say, go and do this and you will definitely be successful. Is that fair or am I completely off? Not not a hundred percent off. I'm not sure if I'm waiting for someone else to tell me where to go. I guess it's just like I'm trying to figure out what I want because I. This is where, where my thought process really. It's like, what if you know I focus on something? Yeah, it, it does come back to what we just said, but like. What if I focus on something and then it's it's not what I want? I think there's a little bit of scarcity in that, if I'm totally honest. It's like, what if I go all in and then it makes me miserable or I don't enjoy it or something like that? That's kind of not necessarily waiting for someone else to tell me, but it's, yeah. it's almost like I don't know. But I guess, like, you do know. <laughs> what is it? I'm just trying to figure that out. I, that's really interesting though that what if I go all in and it makes me miserable there's a sense there that you're going to then be trapped yeah but of course if it makes you miserable you have choices right you can go and do something else yeah does this does this come come down to a a fear of the unknown like a mm almost like you want to time travel forwards to Johnny in three years time, doing this new thing, being an entrepreneur, making lots of money. And for that Johnny to say, it's really great. Like it's hard bloody work, but it's really great. Go for it. You come back to now to 2023 and go, right. Okay. Johnny from 2026 has told me it's great. So now I can mm. go. Mm. Because of it's... course that that's not life. Right. Unfortunately. We have to take the risk. That's part yeah. of the growth. Yeah, totally. I think if you if you like, if I talk in like Tony Robbins terms, and you got the, those human needs, and there's one for certainty. Like as much as I would have sort of like denied it, like when I first came across it, I think my need for certainty is is like really high. I don't. I wish it wasn't, but it is. I think it's like, I need to know, and it's not just, we're not just talking about this. I think it's in situations like, you know, like I've got a sort of project management background as well. And I like planning and stuff, but I'm always like, what is the right routine? What is the right routine? What are the right things I need to be doing every day? I always have to know. Um, I think that's a huge challenge for me. And it's like, I have to know that's going to work. I have to, yeah, just like in multiple areas of life. Okay. Okay. And I, I, I presume you're saying that with us, with the with the understanding that, of course, that is not life. 
Like life is not certain. I know. Oh, I know this, but yeah, I just realized. Yeah, no, 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 that's on a, on a yeah, high yeah, level. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is like the very nature of. I mean, things. Some things are certain, like the sun keeps coming up. Yeah. And then it. Well, it doesn't actually come up. We spin, but the sun comes up, the, and it goes down, and the moon comes up, and you know the seas have waves, and um, you know trees have leaves. You know, there's, there's, you know. The cows in the field opposite me at the moment are, you know, munching on the grass. You know, this is, these things are certain. But, um, but it, you know, there are many, 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 many things in life that are uncertain, like the weather. You know, like how long we're going to live, you and I. Like, you know, what's going to happen to my children, for example. You know, I, I have very limited control there. You know, and, you know, life is always changing. And part of the challenge as we get into the middle of our lives is is um, learning how to get comfortable with the uncertainty of life. And it's a major challenge. And I think you're late 20s, right? Early 30s, something like... Uh, yeah, right? I'm 32. Yeah, 32. 32, yeah. Okay. So it, it is the kind of... Not everyone, but you know, I see a lot of people at this kind of the beginning or the end of the end of the morning of them as you're entering into the afternoon of your life, yeah? Morning, afternoon, evening, if you think of life in three thirty year chunks. I know not everyone lives to ninety, but as you're entering the afternoon of your life, I won't say middle age. <laughs> um you um there are certain it becomes life becomes a bit more of a spiritual emotional experience you know we've done the learning how to walk and talk and eat and buy a house and pay our rent and do a job and all the kind of physical stuff we start learning we start having to kind of adjust spiritually to the world we find ourselves in if you like or mentally emotionally you know one of the things one of the big challenges um, you know, in in that late twenties, early thirties thing is this thing about uncertainty. You know, you're not the only person to say to me that you know, I really struggle because before now, you know, it's been pretty certain, right? Your mum and dad have been there; they've got you through school. School's very certain. People telling you what to do. Mum and dad are feeding you. You know, you can meet up with your mates. They're the same mates you went to school with. It's all very, very kind of if you've had a decent childhood, right, it's quite safe and certain. Yeah. And then, and then it, you know, and then that certainty starts to get a bit, like you say, boring. And life with a capital L starts calling us into bigger challenges and new things. And often the only way to have the success and the sense of achievement and the, um, sense of fulfillment we need in life is to take risk which means we have to let go of our need for certainty mm. so there are things you can have that are certain you know pe people around you and you can still do your exercise and eat good food and you know put certain pillars in place but at some point Johnny, you, you are going to have to, if this is what you want, if this 10k a month abundance thing is what you want, you're going to have to take a risk. Yeah. 
get comfortable with uncertainty, start sloshing around in the sea of not knowing. Uncertainty, yeah. It's, yeah, it's that and like sticking to something a bit more, yeah, narrow. What could it be? What could it be? The thing that you might do. I mean, there's some things I absolutely love doing, but like I always think they, they're not really going to make money, so... Well, let's, let's, let's think about those. Just tell me what they are. Well, there's things like, obviously, I love doing my podcasts and sharing stuff with people. I love... I love... I, I honestly love things like Toastmasters and public speaking as well. I enjoy those kind of things. Um, yeah. Got, you know, a long way to go, but I always really enjoy and get a lot of energy from it. Um, love like being on video, creating stuff and like sharing things. I like, I, I mean, we talked a couple of years ago and I've had a conversation recently about like sort of I like writing but I'm kind of a bit on and off with writing I'm like I enjoy it sometimes get so much energy and then other times I'm like nah, I don't feel like it oh Those are the yeah I think most of us feel like that about writing yeah yeah I guess um but yeah I have had oh yeah that's those, definitely. Those, are kind of things, those are kind of things that float about a little bit for me okay also so these really are like all Fitness. I really like health and fitness. I'm just intrigued by it. Fitness. Yeah, health and fitness. I mean, I'm doing like a at the moment and things like that. And yeah. What are you doing at the moment? You broke up then. What are you? What are you doing at the moment? Did you say? Oh, uh, 75 hard, which is like a fitness challenge, and I yeah quite enjoy that. I quite like health and fitness as okay. well. Those are the kind of things. What does 75 I... hard involve? Uh, two lots of workouts a day, drinking a gallon of water. Um. No junk food, no alcohol. For 75 days? Yeah. Good for you. How long have you been doing that? Uh, 56 days so far. Wow. Have you noticed any differences? Yeah, definitely. More energy, more um, more toned, more in shape. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a good yeah. feeling from that. How long are the workouts? Uh, 45 minutes, so two lots of them a day. Twice minimum. a day. Wow, good for you. Amazing. So the podcast, the Toastmasters Public Speaking and the On Video, they're all about communicating. Yeah. They're all about presenting. Yeah. So... What is it about a career in presenting that you think isn't going to make you any money? I mean, you like Joseph, the one I mentioned, he makes ridiculous money from speaking, but he's done it for like 30 plus years. Um, I bet he didn't make ridiculous money when he started. No, 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 no. That's the thing. Um, he was like doing free coaching, free speaking, and then he just got went up over the years. Um, now multi-millionaire, but yeah, it's 
sorry, what was the question? It was, sorry, Joe, what was the question? What, it's okay. What I said, what is it about um, presenting that you feel isn't going to make you any money? I think because it, before we, well, you this this love doing list, you yeah. said to me, but I, they're all things I love doing, but I don't think I'm going to make any, make any money out of them. I mean, you can, like, I think that's a lie. I think that's, <laughs> I think, I think you can. I think for me, the, where probably the block came up there or the lie was it takes time and I'm probably quite an impatient person. I'm like, I want something to make money, like, and very quickly. I'm not, I'm not like an overnight, like, it needs to make it overnight. I understand that's not realistic and anything that's advertised like that is fake, but it's, it's like that would probably take years to make serious money off that. And I'm like, don't want to spend years. Okay. Is there because you've got a reason, a financial reason you need more money now? Well, like not like even in the next year or two, like I, well, probably in the next year, like ideally I'd just be working fully for myself. Um, it's just so, it's just when I can't do things like travel abroad and things like that, cause you know, I've sure. not got the money and like, I want to do that. Um, you know, I want to give more to charity, did like a 10 K recently gave, like got a thousand pounds to a uh, great Ormond street hospital, just I'm blocked by those things. So that's why I want to make it quicker, blocked doing the things I want to do. So that's why I want to make it a bit okay. quicker. Yeah. What's more important to you, having more money in the next couple of years, or having um, what what your friend Joseph has got, like a a long term, a longer term, sustainable source of of wealth. What's more important? <laughs> mm. and it sounds like it's an obvious question, but I'm just trying to be really honest with myself. What what I think it is. You must be honest. Way. Yeah. Which one? Oh, sorry, I, I was still thinking. Yeah, I think. I honestly don't think if I if I. Put, so I, I'd say like the second one in answer to that, like the, you know, a long-term sustainable thing. But I honestly don't think if I really went like full in on it, that like present, if I went full in, full on in presenting, I don't think it would take maybe as long as I think it would. I think I've got a lot of resources and networks to make it work. I totally agree with you, Johnny. The key word you said then, or maybe they're two words, the two words with a hyphen, I think, is full on. Yeah. If I went full on into it. Yeah. And one of the blockers is your full-time job, although I get that we can't just give up our full-time jobs, right? And, you yeah. know, oh, how am I going to pay the, yeah, the rent? But, um, but one of the blockers is time, although you don't have kids, so, uh, you know, at the moment, 
don't have kids, so you have got... When I think about the sheer volume of time that children swallow in an adult's life, it's definitely possible to do two jobs. Um, so you can keep the job. But it's the full-on thing. Mm. Again, if we go back to my scattergun analogy from before, and we then hone it, we take the scatter, we take all those bits and hone them right back down. If you were to spend, say, the next couple of years developing a side hustle as a speaker, as a communicator, as a um, as an you know online educator, all that kind of thing, and you went all in. That that could be your thing. That could be the thing that in, you know, a year's time is starting to kind of generate, you know, the income you need. And, you know, is then the thing that you think, right, I can do this full time. I can give up the, the day job. Let me paint a picture for you. Let's imagine you in at 35, 36, in a position to give up the day job because you're earning 10 grand a month on the speaking tour. What would that be like? Yeah, well, I think it would be amazing, but I genuinely feel it'd be I could do it quicker than that. Like honestly, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to take you to a, yeah, yeah. a place. Stop worrying about the time just for a minute for me, because you, I remember when we coached before, your impatience can be off the scale sometimes, Johnny, um, and you're like frantic. You can have a frantic energy about you. Um, and that's part of the, um, you know, when we talked right at the beginning, I said, what do these people who are living in, in abundance have? And you said there was an effortlessness and a not chasing it. Yeah. Yeah. Not chasing it. And when you're going, well, it could be, I could have it in a year. That's that chasey energy. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just, let's just think. Okay. What if I'll give you 35. Okay. I'll meet you in the middle. Let's imagine you at 35, you've given up, you've already given up the day job. You're earning 10 grand a, a, a month doing public speaking, making videos on YouTube. Your um, podcast has got a bit of sponsorship. You know, you're, you're writing. By the way, you'd have to find a niche into what you're going to be communicating about. So whether that's yeah. your fitness or mindset stuff or whatever. Um, what would that be like? For you i think yeah that'd be amazing it's like it's very energizing like thinking about it and then doing it and weirdly i had a conversation with i had like i can't remember it was like we did this passion test a while ago and actually this came out as number one then but i've forgotten about it um okay yeah that's that's quite interesting it's quite energizing and things like even making digital courses really excite me when you're making videos you're presenting um Right. done those in the past they're just quite hard to sell but i'm always interested in marketing and sales anyway so it's always room to improve so what would the next step be for you what would the next step be i think the, the thing is of that program that i sell and i'm part of they actually give us all the materials to go and do effective pre presentations they give you like literally they give you like word to word um i guess the next step would be defining what specifically i want to be like talking about um yeah and then if i was 
myself as I'm about courage, you know, I'm about courage is to reach out to like some places and offer to speak for free. So those would be my two. Yep. Let's okay, say free. So defining your niche. So defining your niche and then offering to talk for free. Yeah, to five places. To five Mind places, me. okay. And when do you think you could have your speaking niche defined by? Um, yeah, I was going to, I'd like fish in the surface. I'd say the end of the week. Wow, okay. And when do you think you will have... Actually, we're on Friday, aren't we, Joe? We're on Friday, aren't yeah, we, so Joe? at the end of next week? <laughs> <laughs> end of next week, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is kind of what I thought. <laughs> I didn't think, oh, by five o'clock today. Um, yeah, we'll give you a week for that one, Johnny. That's allowed. When do you think you would have done your five free talks by? What's the goal? Uh, so the what reaching out or no 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 to have achieved them to have done them <clears throat> oh, okay. so that you've then got like under your belt okay that worked that didn't work audience liked this didn't like that so, do you know what i mean like you've got your yeah i mean your experience my, i didn't 100 percent think that one through definitely my my thought process. well i did but my thought process behind that was to reach out to five but i guess I wasn't sure how many I'd be on because you could get five no's, which is fine. I'll keep going. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's, yeah, of course. It would, more, more the goal was to reach out to them, but I do need to look at how many I'd actually do. I guess it would be, I mean, I guess in the next like three months would be quite a good time scale to just even have, yeah. like, even have two or something. Yeah, lovely. I love that. So you've given some talks and you've been able to ascertain what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. Let's just very quickly think about this this niche, what you yeah. want to talk about. Because you've got your podcast, which is very yeah. niche, right? Self-esteem, confidence. Yeah. You must have had a million conversations, not a million, but you've had a lot of conversations. You must have learned a lot from lots of different experts. Yeah on that topic yeah is that something you want to talk about yeah definitely i've got i feel like that's a, a like a mission of mine um to like help people with that the the only thing the block if i'm honest joe is sometimes like now and then we're all a work in progress right but i've overcome things but mm -hmm. sometimes i think you know, I've got my own blocks now and then that come up that I do, you know, work through. So that's kind of the only thing that we kind of blocks all me. have. Johnny, we all have. We all have. You look how long I've been in this working in this space. You know, 12 years as a specialist confidence coach. I am not confident 100% of the time. Please don't think that. Part of Part of the reason I'm good at this work is because I retain empathy <laughs> because I know what it's like. The difference today is I don't stay in that place of low yeah, confidence. Sure. I've got a toolkit in my back pocket. So if I found that I've fallen down the rabbit hole of low self-esteem yeah. or some self-hatred or some self-doubt or whatever, I will whip out this little imaginary rope ladder from the back, my back pocket, 
and clamber up and there's lots of different tools I can yeah. use including calling people right um there's many things there's many many things you know I can I, I can do but um don't please don't stop giving what you know to the world because you you can't do it perfectly because yeah, that sure. is one of the big we've got you know as they say oncologists still get cancer yeah just because we you and i knock around in this space of confidence and mindset stuff doesn't mean that we feel confident all of the time yeah that's true please yeah, go and give your gifts to the world johnny yeah sure i mean it's not like you know, I'm reliant on if they if they say like no to me, I'd be like, okay, fine. You know, I've I've dealt with enough of that's not an yeah, issue. Yeah, you're at in all. sales, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm used to that. I get those, you know, <laughs> over the years, I've had so many no's in like dating as well and in sales that it's kind of you kind of just get used to it. And it's and then you just like praise yourself for the efforts at the end of the day. It's more, yeah. I just there's a part of me that's like I don't want to ever be a hypocrite. Uh, but I do work on myself, you know, so I don't think I am being. And, you know, I've overcome my own block, so it's... You really have. And the hypocrisy, your you're, you're, you're only being a hypocrite if you are pretending that you've got this nailed 100% of the time. Mm. If you're That's honest true. in your talks about your own daily struggles sometimes, things that you're still overcoming, things that are working for you... Like the best public speakers are those who genuinely give a bit of themselves to the room yeah. and are vulnerable and are relatable. Like that's the best way to be a public speaker. In my mind, I don't want loads of kind of facts and figures and slides and, you know, people, I don't want a lecture. I want a yeah. story. Yeah, you know that. Yeah. And like if there's a story with a human behind it who's been on a journey and is still journeying and has got the humility to say, I'm still journeying. You know, yeah. that's, that's really captivating. It's really captivating. Tell me, what yeah. are the main things you're going to take away from our time together today, Johnny? Uh, <laughs> it's the, it's like the narrowing down the focus. Um, because I think I, I do get admittedly, Joe, like a little bit burnt out sometimes because I get very excitable and I'm like, <laughs> so I think it's like that narrowing down. Um, you know, I've got a, I've got a coach of my, you know, I've got a coach I work with, so kind of getting that and an accountability partner who's really good as well. So just bringing that, that there. I think also the, the what I, you know, really want to do that actually gives me a lot of energy. Um, you know, I've got these these things I'm doing, obviously I've got to work a job and do a little bit of sales, but it's ultimately giving some more time to uh, what I really want to do. So those are my takeaways, what I actually want to do. And yeah, narrowing down the focus is very true. Amazing. And I just want to say that having worked with you intensively two years ago and seeing you now is I see a huge shift in you. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> I really do. Like I, I really see like, your energy before was super frantic and it's not now you you've still got the a bit of the impatience and stuff but it's like a bit of you know what I mean it's there's um there's a mature this is going to somebody really patronizing I don't mean this patronizingly at all John there's a maturity to you and a, a growing sense of who Johnny is and a standing in 
yourself that I didn't see before and that's really gorgeous to see, really lovely to see. I'm really excited for this next stage because there's something bubbling up in you that clearly we all we all need. And I think your podcast being so successful is a real indicator of what a great communicator you are. Mm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, no, I like yeah, they everyone says I'm relatable on it when I share vulnerable stories, but yeah, I guess yeah. I'm always sharing vulnerable stories in the past rather than the present in it. So I think there's a bit more okay. of in the present that I need to share a bit, but yeah, it is something I love doing. So thank you, Joe. Maybe maybe that's your niche. Maybe it's mm. right there. Maybe in the last seconds of this session we found your niche. <laughs> sharing vulnerable stories about who you were and who you still are. Mm. Go for it, Johnny. Thank you. If you can relate to Johnny's struggles, here's what I'd suggest. Number one, take the pressure off yourself. In my experience, we don't find our passions in life, but they find us. Number two, nothing is wasted. Everything I did career-wise before I became a coach feeds into the work I do today. So go and explore what's out there career-wise and build up your skills. Three, accept that life is uncertain. Seeking certainty is a sure recipe for a boring life in which you feel frustrated. Four, write down everything that excites you and do more of those things. The higher and more positive your energy is, the more positivity you will have to give to the world. And five, trust in the process. Life is not a race or a competition, but a process of growth. So give yourself this chance to grow.